I'm Nikki Patrick and welcome to It's Somewhere in the Bottom of My Handbag. A handbag is a great analogy for life because everything you need is in there somewhere. It's just digging it out when you need it. Each week, my special guest will give you three top tips that you can store away and then dig out when you need it to help support you or someone you know. And today we are rummaging for top tips to help prevent or ease burnout. I'm so passionate about this. After having experienced glandular fever as an adult, I didn't stop and I ended up with a chronic fatigue virus. It completely knocked me out. All I wanted to do was sleep. So I was either sleeping or working and that was it. There was nothing else going on. Bless my husband. He was amazing. He did all of the shopping, the housework, the cooking, the lot plus working full-time and then nursing me. Everything hurt. It was painful to drive, to lift my arms up, to wash my hair. And I remember writing Christmas cards and just sitting and crying because it was so painful. And my concentration, I couldn't concentrate for longer than 20 minutes. I was told there was no cure at that time and I went to see a homeopath who was also a GP who really looked at my diet. So it's like, keep out the sugar, keep out the caffeine and caffeine is such an energy drainer. So if you are struggling with your energy, I really would advise that you try and ditch the caffeine. I worked with Mickey Rooney once who has so much energy. I think he was in his 80s at the time. I was like, Mickey, how have you got so much energy? He said, I do not touch caffeine. At the time I didn't get it, but after going through this, I took caffeine out. Then after 14 years, I started adding it in again last year. Do you know what? It has gone again. I could just feel it zapping my energy. It was extraordinary. I've now learned to listen to my body and take note of when it needs to be nurtured even more than normal. I wish I'd have known our special guest when I was going through all of this, but I am so pleased that we can share these top tips with you today. We have a complete genius on the podcast this week. It's Lauren Stoney. Now, Lauren is a health and performance coach and also a fatigue and burnout specialist. And we are talking about burnout today. Hello, Lauren. It's lovely to have you on this episode. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Now, you went through the mill yourself, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I had, um, I had a bit of a personal journey with it. So I had, I guess when I was a lot younger, I went into this, this kind of career of, of marketing and um, I had a few years of relentless deadlines, high pressure work, all that kind of stuff. And eventually I did burn out and that turned into a chronic illness. So um, it was a very cheerful time. But yeah, I managed to pull myself out of it. And now I basically help others to do the same. So I'm so pleased that we've got your three top tips because I mean, a lot of people are feeling burnout. And obviously the last year really hasn't helped things at all has it because a lot of people if they have still been working they haven't been able to take the time off that maybe they normally would well this is the thing and I think it's been a lot harder for people to actually enforce those boundaries particularly when there's not a lot else to do (laughs) so it is easy to just resort to work and I think particularly if you are passionate about what you're doing it's really easy to kind of blur those boundaries and keep going when actually you take a step back and have that time for yourself so what is your first tip for us today So my first tip is really to look at how you're fueling your work ethic, because quite often the way that we motivate ourselves is through this kind of unconscious fear of failure. It's a very human thing to do. You know, the brain is biased towards threat and catastrophe. But when it comes to kind of spotting it in yourself, it can be quite tricky. So there's some key sort of signs that will tell you that you are being driven by this. So if you're feeling anxious or stressed as a result of your work, 
or you're waking up in the morning first thing and you're thinking about all the stuff that you haven't yet done, chances are this is one of your operating kind of mindsets, should I say. Now, language can also give a lot away. So if you find yourself using phrases like, I've got to do this or I need to do that, again, it's a sign that serial is a kind of underlying pattern because what's going on is you're being driven by an obligation as opposed to to joy in what you're doing. Now, a lot of the people I work with are very passionate about what they do. So often I'll sort of work with them to help reconnect them to the joy of their work rather than being a slave to it. But even something as simple as changing the phrase, I've got to do this to I get to do this can actually help your brain start to reframe the way that you feel about your work. Now, one other way of doing this is by reconnecting your bigger vision. So when you first wake up in the morning, What you want to be doing is really reflecting on the things that inspire and motivate you about what it is that you're doing. Think about, you know, why are you doing what you're doing and how will it feel when you have that amazing end result? Now, sometimes thinking about it can be a bit tricky. So particularly if your brain's been quite wired into sort of panic-driven work mentality. So journaling it out can really be really helpful. And obviously reading it back each morning to get your brain into that habit of connecting with it in this way. Because what you're doing is you're freeing up your energy to do what you do best rather than wasting it on all the worrying and anxiety of what if I screw up, which is never pleasant. So that leads nicely on tip two, which is basically to recognize that this journey of life will be full of mistakes. Now, there's a quote that says, if you have not failed, you have not tried hard enough, because ultimately being successful is about being okay with making mistakes and owning those mistakes. So rather than getting hung up on every little moment of imperfection, you really want to decide what you want to learn from it and use that to improve your performance moving forward. Because if you spend your life beating yourself up for what you haven't done well, you're going to be activating poor neurology. And that's basically how the brain and the body communicate and sending yourself down a burnout path. So as part of my own self-care routine, I'll often reflect on anything that's triggered me. And I'll ask myself, you know, what can I learn from this? So I had a situation a while back where in my mind, I'd said something quite ridiculous. You know, it's one of those moments where you're not quite comfortable and you come out with something that you could kick yourself for afterwards. Now, my previous pattern would have been to beat myself up about it. But actually, in that moment, I kind of realized, well, what would life be like if we didn't take ourselves so seriously? What would it be like if we could just laugh at these tiny human errors as part of the human condition? It's a bit like when you watch a comedy sketch and the characters come out with something a bit off the wall. So my learning from that for myself was to simply go easy on myself and appreciate those moments of comedy along the way. Now, my final tip has to be this, really, because I can't talk about failure without talking about success. And that is to celebrate or at least recognize your successes. So one way of training your brain to do this is to think about something that for you represents the feeling of recognition. Okay, so it might be a time when you did something really well, or it could even be someone else that you're proud of. But whatever it is, when you have that feeling, you want to meditate on it and imagine bringing it into the end of your working day. So that as you look back on the work that you've done, what you're doing is you're neurologically wiring up that internal feeling of recognition to your external working accomplishments. Now, With all of these tips, you know, the key thing to remember here is that we really need to be focusing on what it is that's serving us. So the more that we can connect our brains with feelings of recognition, with reward, with inspiration, the more brain space we're going to have to fuel our passions in the right way. And that means being more productive, more healthy and avoiding the burnout word. And it is so important, isn't it? We're finding out more and more about how incredible our brains are and how we can control them to make us feel the way that we want to feel rather than being caught up in that ongoing cycle. He was saying, you know, look at your triggers. Don't let them 
keep getting to you and keep beating yourself up, keeping replaying those conversations where, you know, maybe you said something that you didn't want to say it in that way, because it can be torturous, can't it? Well, this is the thing, and I think it's really important to recognise this is just the brain doing what it does, just the pattern the brain's running. And I think when you can depersonalise it in that way, it becomes very much, it's less about you and more about just simply a kind of programme of the brain. And we absolutely do have the power to change that. And I think the other thing is that quite often we get hung up on this idea of truth. You know, oh, but it's true that I haven't achieved enough or it's true that I didn't do a good job of that. Well, that's not true. It's just what your brain is doing. And the question you want to be asking yourself is not what's true, but what is useful. You know, is it useful for me to be thinking about it in this way? And if it's not, then it's time to ditch it and find something else that is. I love this. Now, do you sort of give yourself a little checklist each day? Uh-huh. Um, I have a few things. I mean, I have, I think as I've gone through my, my journey with this, you know, I have a lot of tools at my disposal and being a recovering perfectionist, there's always more that I could be doing. So I tend to mix it up and just make sure that I think, it, you know, really just come back to that question of is it useful? Because that's the most simple way that you can guide yourself, I think. And when you come back to that, it's, it's always about bringing yourself back to what you need in the moment. And I suppose if it's not useful, you just say to yourself, right, this isn't useful. What can I do instead to make myself feel better? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, sometimes it's not always that easy, of course, particularly if it's a habit that we're used to sort of playing out. And that's where different brain training tools can come into play. But I think, you know, one of the most powerful things is about looking at your language, asking yourself what you want instead and signposting your brain in that direction because it's very easy to kind of go down that autopiloted route that the brain is used to taking us down. And the first step is always about consciously stepping out of that and thinking about where you want to go instead. Doing visualizations is another great way of doing it because, again, the brain can't really tell the difference between imagination and reality. So the more that you activate the kind of brain pathways and the neurology that goes with that visualization, the more you're sort of preparing your brain to take you into that into reality. Lauren, thank you so much. So one spot the signs. Yes. And I love that. Free up your energy to do things that you'd rather be doing. That's perfect, isn't well, it? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? We're not, you know, it, it's such a way. I think when you spend so much time worrying about what's going to go wrong, we are kind of, you, we're, you're sort of weighing yourself down. So definitely spot the signs that tell you you're operating from that place. Reconnect with your bigger vision and be okay with failure as well. That's really important. And then, of course, celebrating your successes or yeah. recognising them. That's too, that's too wild for you. <laughs> No, thank you so much. Now, how can we find you? What's your website? Uh, My website is laurenstoney.co.uk. And also, you've been doing some terrific work helping people with long COVID as well, haven't you? Yes. So I do something called the lightning process. And yeah, it's been amazing. I think there's a lot of, obviously, if you look in the media, there's a lot of stuff out there saying there's nothing that can be done for these people. But actually, you know, in the last month alone, I've had quite a few clients have actually gone back to work. They've been taking their kids to school again, all of this kind of stuff that up until now they've been bed bound and, and out of action. So I guess it is important for people to know that there are options out there for sure. Well, Lauren Stoney, you are a complete marvel. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki.